Welcome to a special edition of the Bumblecast. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle JCRB Krause. Oh, this is exciting. What's so special about this Bumblecast, Ian? Well, a few shows ago, uh, there were folks who are entertained by me lapsing into character voices every now and again, and somebody somewhere said, you should totally do a Starline Bumblecast. And I said, sure, why not? Somebody pay for the guest spot and we'll do it. And they did. They <laughs> called my bluff. <laughs> so you submitted your questions. Uh, we don't have time for all of them. So we got as many as we could. And I guess this is the point where I step out and let Starline in. So, uh, uh, Kyle, I, I, do you really want to let him in? I don't know. Hey, they paid for it. We got to do it. Uh, All right. Time to release the platypus. Eh, Good luck. (laughs) Oh, boy. Salutations and good evening. I am your special guest for the evening, Dr. Starline. You have submitted your questions and I have graciously agreed to answer some of them in an attempt to raise you from your base ignorance. So, Carl, shall we begin? Uh, it, it's Kyle. And uh, also, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Perform well enough and I might try to remember your name. Oh, I believe you. I don't believe you. (laughs) All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and just start right on into it. This one is from Dove. Oh, wait. No, actually, this is a this is a piece of mail that I've received here. Uh, uh, Let me open this. Oh, do uh, get on with Yes, all right, all right, and okay, it's here. All right, I'll read it to you. From Mobius University Network to Mr. Starline regarding records discrepancies. Mr. Starline, we have extensively reviewed our records and do not show you ever attending any of our campuses. To be frank, we have no records of a Starline in our systems at all, as we are the only recognized higher learning establishment We are required to inform you that you do not, in fact, hold any known doctorate. As such, your title of doctor is undeserved. Please cease use of the title until such time as you earn proper, recognized accreditation. Eggman University is a well-known online scam and will not be accepted as legitimate accreditation. Thank you. Mobius University Network, Records Department. Ah, either that is an adorable bit of fan fiction, or a very elaborate bit of spam. Either way, your attempts to devalue my doctorate are deplorably laughable. Rest assured that I will punish you for your insolence once I've conquered the world. Oh, Uh, I'm rather surprised that it looks very official. I'm looking at it right now, and... uh, You would think that, yes. Yes, 
Yes. Wow. In, in, impressive. Very impressive fake they got going on here. I got everything. Wow. Cool. Well, let's move on to the real questions then. Here's one from Noni. Hey, buddy. How you doing? And this is why I seek to tear down the current world order. Too many people simply assuming they can approach me and be familiar. Disgusting. However, if you've been reading Imposter Syndrome, you know that I am nearing the precipice of my ultimate victory. So I'm doing just fine, thank you. Also, rest assured that I will punish you as well for your insolence once I've conquered the world. Uh, so are you going to punish everyone for their insolence once once you've conquered the world? I'm going to be a very busy emperor. Co-emperor. I must specify co-emperor, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Let's see, uh, are you aware, you are, are you aware you're a comic book character? Because you said if you've been reading Imposter Syndrome, like you know we're it's already, a comic. already, we're already treading the line here. Let's not fully topple the fourth wall. Oh, Focus, Lyle. Focus. Okay. Okay. Here's one from Wolfie Girly Wolf Girl. I hope you're taking care of that left hand of yours, Starline. How's it healing up so far? I hope the Tricor isn't damaging your hand further. Unwelcome familiarity aside, your concern for your betters is at least encouraging. Fear not, for my hand has fully healed, and the housing for the Tricor is very safe. Why don't I believe you? I don't know why I don't believe you, but I don't believe you. Uh, the ignorant are prone to paranoia. Hmm. Are they? All right. Well, I guess we'll just get into this one from Idaria. Dear Dr. Starline, as recently pointed out by Kyle, the Bumble King has been making fun of you and mimicking your voice for quite some time now. It would only be fair for you to get even. So could you give us your best Ian Flynn impression? Oh, I'm not much for impressions, but why not? <clears throat> Look at me. I'm Ian Flynn. I've been coasting on the coattails of Sonic for my entire career. <laughs> I'm a professional fanfic writer. I'd shrivel up and die like a slug if I couldn't mine lore minutia for pennies. <laughs> <clears throat> what would you say, Kenny? Is that accurate? <laughs> Close enough. You know what? I'll give that to you. <laughs> I will. I will give it to you. <laughs> it, it's not one of my many, many skills, but I thought it was at least close to the point. Yes. Yes. You you, you embody uh, the man very well, I will say. Thankfully, I don't share his odor, goodness. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh. And certainly not his grooming habits. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question from Pedanticat. What are your thoughts on the I Am The Eggman song? And have you been working on your own version of the song? An absolute masterpiece. I've been tinkering with a full operatic remastering myself, but assembling the 500-person chorus is a bit of a challenge. You can't just threaten their safety and lives and their families and get them to participate? Entirely true. However, when they have that tremor of fear in their voice, they can't quite hold the news right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Here's a question from Jams. Hey, Doc, let's talk about those Dr. Eggman broadcasts. What were your initial thoughts while seeing Eggman threaten slash actually go through with blowing up half our moon? 
Did you ever think about joining all those EX World Grand Prix to show off? Too scared? The impertinence of your listener base is appalling, but let it never be said that Dr. Starline backed down from a challenge. <sighs> yes, seeing Dr. Eggman's glorious declaration was inspiring, and then to see his warning shot was thrilling. <laughs> As for the various EX Grand Prix, my custom extreme gear is consistently disqualified, and I refuse to use the loner. Hmm. What a shame. Why, uh, why was it disqualified? Superior technology is all I can assume. Hmm. That and apparently the missile launchers aren't regulation, honestly. Wave can hit someone with a spanner, but I can't blow someone up from 300 yards. That doesn't seem fair. Absolutely with, not. What is up, what is up with that? Man, you should have, uh, threatened the lives of the, uh, officials. Well, Dr. Eggman does kind of organize these things, and I don't want to overtly threaten him. Uh, I don't want to threaten him at all, to be honest. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess. We got a question here from Digama. What are your thoughts on the different ways different artists have rendered you in art? I.e. Evan Stanley versus Adam Bryce Thomas versus Lamar Wells versus John Gray versus Tracy Yardley versus Jack Lawrence versus Natalie Forgerain, and the list goes on. <laughs> They've all done an admirable job rendering my countenance. I'll have them all retained as personal artists to chronicle my time as world emperor. Co-emperor. Co-emperor. There will be the two of us. Co-emperor. Wow. I was not aware that you would be such a uh, proponent of the arts. Oh, absolutely. It's what separates us from the savages. Oh. Unless yeah. you're a bad artist, and then you are a savage, and thus you will be crushed beneath my heel. <laughs> what would you consider a bad artist? Art itself is rather subjective, so whatever I like, I suppose. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, if you are going to be the emperor, or co-emperor, then, uh, then uh, hey, I guess that's up to your discretion. What can I say? What can I do? I can't do I can't do nothing. I'm just a podcast host. Here's one from X. Have you done any amount of research within certain beasts or monsters within your world? Entities that have threatened to harm the world, such as Dark Gaia, Perfect Chaos, the Bio Lizard, etc. If so, have you considered using elements of them as inspiration for future plans? I've studied all the aspects of Dr. Eggman's previous campaigns, but it's not an avenue I would pursue myself. As tempting as it is to harness the raw power of elder creatures, there's an unacceptable level of unpredictability. As history has shown, a momentary loss in control leads to catastrophic repercussions. See, now that's strange, because you have studied Dr. Eggman's uh, methods for quite some time, yes? I just said that. Yes, do pay do pay attention. Oh well, then uh, why would you not want to uh, do what he does? Because I am here to improve upon the master. Hmm. But if he's the master, then how how could you improve him? Keith, you're reading other people's questions, not asking your own. Do move along. Fine. We got a question from Off. How do you feel about people who ship you with Eggman? Pretty cringe, am I right? I 
neither Dr. Eggman nor I am the romantic type, at least not in the conventional armorist sense. Our bond is one of mutual respect. Well, it will be. There will be there will be mutual respect. My plans have to reach fruition first. Then he'll understand and we'll be together again. Hmm. What uh what are your what are your plans? Holds the front of you. Who knows who's listening to this? Come now. I am a doctor, not a tactician, but that's basic. Wow. Who is your tactician? Again, I'm not divulging any secrets. Just ask the bloody questions. Fine. We got a question here from Son Amy Channel. Dr. Starline, since you personally battled Amy and found that she's a strong, skilled fighter and quick thinker in the battlefield, how do you see yourself handling both her and Sonic if they were to double-team you in battle? Ideally, I would never be so foolish as to engage them on such unequal footing. But they do have a habit of upsetting one's plans, don't they? The first step would be to separate them, hopefully in a traumatic way that would cause distraction, and then strike each at their weakest point. Divide and conquer, if you will. Hmm. That's a very, very mean thing to do. I like it. Here's a question from Andrew D. I know you're Eggman's number one fan, but how has your opinion changed, if at all, after working for him and even getting rejected by him? Do you feel any resentment, or have you lost any respect for him at all? There is a degree of disappointment, I will admit. Never meet your heroes, as the saying goes, but... It was foolish of me to assume he would be perfect. Nothing in life ever is. So like any good scientist, I am taking the results and reassessing them, applying the data to a new thesis and advancing for a revised conclusion. All right. Well, we got this one here from Pandolce, who's uh, one of your biggest fans in our audience, actually. Mm. They are very, very, uh, very much like you. So, you do have fans. <laughs> That's no surprise at all. <laughs> they say, hello, dear doctor. Big fan here. Well, I see. Pardon me, but I was wondering if you were open to the idea of a romance with someone. If so, what would you look for in a partner? Or are you too devoted to Dr. Eggman to consider something like that? Now, this is how you properly address a villain of my caliber. However, as previously stated, I am not the amorous type. It's a distraction. My appreciation for Dr. Eggman stems purely from a vocational standpoint. Wow. That's not really how it comes across. In the, I have uh... no idea what you mean. Oh. And I'm not insecure about any insinuations otherwise. Just ask the questions. Move on. Fine. Here's one from Wolfsbane. Greetings to the esteemed Dr. Starline. I'd like to inquire about your time at earning your doctorate at your alma mater, if you're willing. What were your favorite and least favorite courses, both for your major and electives? Any educators you enjoyed and still converse with? Any notable experiences you'd like to share? Where were these peoples at the start of the program? So much more palatable than the ruffians earlier. Anyway, I did not study under conventional academia. I have followed in Dr. Eggman's footsteps as authentically as possible. And seeing as he hasn't dined to reveal his methods to the world, I shan't either. Has he revealed his methods to you? I 
may have run to a bit of resistance, but I'm sure that my own research has been accurate and that we're on the same footing. Okay. If you say so. We got a question here from Scruffy Matt. Greetings and salutations to you, the esteemed Dr. Starline. I was wondering if you could display your cunning and superior brain power to assess some of Dr. Eggman's most well-known failed campaigns and tell us where he went wrong. If you'd been running the show, what would you have done differently to guarantee victory in situations such as the original Death Egg incident, the Little Planet incident, the Station Square incident, the Ark incident, the Intergalactic Amusement Park incident, and the Soleana incident? Uh, oh wait, maybe not that last one. You probably haven't heard of it. Ah, uh, how many hours have I wild way pondering these topics? Very well, settle in for an impromptu dissertation. Now then, uh, the Death Egg Expedition was truly no fault of Dr. Eggman's. Every step of the way he met Sonic with lethal force. He effectively played Knuckles against the Blue Nuisance and rebuilt the Death Egg with as much expediency as possible for a remote, uncivilized landmass. His defeat came down to some unfortunate timing and Sonic's insufferable ability to ruin things. So, full marks there. Why doesn't he ever account for Sonic? It seems like he has trouble doing that. Sonic is categorically unaccountable. Hmm. That's a shame. The Little Planet Conquest is confounding. Once he procured the time-traveling power, why not go back and undo all the setbacks he had suffered to that point? I have a hypothesis that the time stones only affect Little Planet and cannot be applied outside of its boundaries, but presently I cannot test that. The entire station square affair is not to my liking, I'll be frank. The efforts to obtain, cultivate, and control chaos, all to raise station square, just to erect Eggman land in its place. I appreciate his flair for the dramatic, but he had a perfectly serviceable base of operations with the egg carrier. In his position, I simply wouldn't pursue this plan. See, and I agree. That's a very, very, very silly plan. I mean... Why, why couldn't, if he really wanted to build Eggman Land, why couldn't he do it somewhere else? Like, what was so special about the land that Station Square is sitting on that he needed to build Eggman Land on top of it? It, it does have a lovely coastal view. Oh, sure, but, uh, I mean, there there's tons of coastline on the planet. It's not just that coastline. I guess he's very he's very specific, I guess, you know? He, he wants things to be just so. That makes sense, I guess, but... Ah! Look at you, trying to understand the mind of a genius. Ah, anyway, the commandeering of the Ark in Project Shadow was built on too many unknowns. He didn't even know what Shadow was until he awakened him, and accepting Rouge into his ranks without properly vetting her? shockingly irresponsible of him. The entire plan needed far more research and preparation before moving into full execution. The intergalactic amusement park is especially frustrating because I can't think of another approach. A global mind control ray of that magnitude would have to be hidden in plain sight by necessity. And the theme park is certainly in theme enough to be a reasonable cover story for him. However, by announcing his presence, he was inviting conflict. He perhaps denied all entry until construction was finished, but that would also raise suspicion. 
I think it was a good plan. It just fell prey to Sonic again. That's uh, that's that's Eggman's Achilles' heel. He he likes to uh, announce himself a lot. If he it just is... if he just stopped that, he he probably would accomplish more. But it is a trifle upsetting when it does come prematurely. He does. He has too much. Uh, he's too much ego. You know. He he wants to. Uh, he wants everyone to know it's him. He's not satisfied enough just executing the plan. He wants to know. He wants everyone to know that the plan was executed by him. As well, they should. They should know who is conquering them and why he is there better. But he should conquer the them first and then announce them. Now announce himself. Seems like that. I, I mean, no, no, no. You miss the entire theater of it. Regardless. Hmm. For the Soli Anna incident, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I know he was researching the fabled flames of destruction, but he found that they were just that. Fables. So why? What do you know that I don't? Hmm. That actually is uh, an adventure that has been chronicled previously. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. I don't believe you. Hmm. That's a shame. Here's one from Scurvy Pirate Hog. Starline, what do you think of the movie version of Eggman, and what's your opinion on Agent Stone? Is he worthy to serve Eggman? Mr. Carey does an admirable job of recreating the intensity and the eccentricities of the Doctor while retaining his wit and his charm. Agent Stone appears... functional. I must find out how he prepares those lattes. Does the real Eggman also enjoy lattes? Of course he does. Hmm. Cool. I'm surprised. I'm I'm glad they got that detail accurate. They did a lot of research. Not enough to include you, though, which is disappointing. <laughs> I wouldn't want to steal the scene from the doctor. I, I do have a bit of a stage presence. <laughs> Here's one from Hedgie. Dear Dr. Starline, are you accepting applications for lackeys, or should all potential hires seek out Dr. Eggman to join his empire instead? I am not accustomed to applications for subordinates. All the same, please submit your blood type, known allergies, and tensile strength of your skeleton, so I may ascertain if you're a valid candidate for augmentation and subjugation. How would you measure uh, the tensile strength of your skeleton? How could Various one... forms of concussive force, naturally. Uh, what if they do that and then they're no longer able to uh, submit their application? Then clearly they weren't the right person for the job. Ah, ah, I see. That's some high level think right there, Doctor. Dang, thank you. Thank you. I can't, I, I can't argue with that. Of course not. <laughs> There's one from Solaris Stain. Starline, if you need a willing test subject for your experiments, I'm open. I don't suppose you're accepting applications? Aside from a creative mind in the arts, I have no particular set of skills, but I am open to learn new things. You can mold me into whatever you see fit, though I am pretty light on my feet. Makes me stealthy. Maybe you can work with that. Don't worry about treachery, just give me a warm bed and a drawing tablet, and I'm all set. Goodness! More test subjects! Once again, submit your biometrics for evaluation. At the very least, you should be a viable source of raw protein if the need arises. Are you eating your henchmen? Goodness, no! What kind of vile question is that? What's the protein for? Cloning! 
Oh, oh. How's that? How's that experiment going? By the way, results are varying, but promising all the same. Hmm. Well, I look forward to seeing how it plays out. And our last question. We're gonna take a quick break after this one, so, uh, so Starline can uh, gather himself. Mm, keep telling yourself that, Keith. Here's a question from Speedweed. All right, Starline, lay it on me deep. What's your favorite Metroid game and also favorite villain? Give me the juicy details. Game? No, 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 no. That's from a different region of space. Mm. Uh, personally, I appreciate the space pirates' dogged pursuit of new technologies without any moral restrictions, but their execution leaves something to be desired. Ridley's own persistence and fearlessness in the pursuit of self-betterment is appreciable as well. Uh, what, what are your thoughts about Samus? Too many similarities with a certain hedgehog. Arriving in places she's not welcome, immense property damage, an unreasonable use of force. What would be a reasonable use of force? None she should submit to her betters. Okay, I guess. I, I, I no. All right. Well, you know what? We're we're gonna take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're gonna ask Doctor Starline more of your questions, and uh, see if we get any good answers. You beg my pardon. Well. After being uh, subjugated to Dr. Starline's will, I have returned, and I will once again ask him more of your questions. And do be quick about it. This show is interminable. <laughs> Tell me about it. Have you listened to it before? No, I haven't wasted my time. It's terrible. Shouldn't listen to it. At least you're honest. Mm. Yes, I try to be. All right. To start us off... We got a question from Arai Arai. Here's a heavy one for you. I quite enjoy Silver and Dr. Starline's characters, so naturally I want to see more intermingling between the two. In imposter syndrome slash bad guys, Starline presents immoral methods such as gaslighting, lying, while hiding under a sycophantic personality. He seems to have weak moral ground, so is there a limit? I'd prefer not to be one since I like him evil, but... <laughs> morality is the security blanket of lesser minds wow no morality whatsoever for you then it's a construct of society one that i'm going to tear down hmm cool looking forward to it here's a question from R. mason we know that dr eggman has always had ambitions for an eggman themed amusement park would you ever consider building a starline land no if there's one thing the Doctor and I fundamentally disagree on, it's the validity of such an expenditure. However, once I've conquered the world, I will allow him the indulgence. The work will be done, after all, so we'll be free to enjoy a bit of frivolity. You've been to Eggman Land before, and uh, by all accounts, you seem to really enjoy it, so I'm kind of surprised you would dismiss it so readily. I enjoy it for what it is, but it is not the end goal, or rather it should not be. The end goal. Conquest and imposing one's will, that should come first and foremost, and then once established, then by all means, revel in it. But unfortunately, the 
he does seem to fail to stick the landing. Yes. That is a very, very common issue. Well, we have a question here from Tammy. Dear Dr. Starline, do you have any guilt for what you did to Mr. Tinker and Belle? How would you feel if someone took your dad away? Kind regards. My only guilt concerning Mr. Tinker is that I wasn't able to restore him to his proper state of mind sooner. As for Belle, I don't know what you mean. I didn't damage her. I took great pains to keep her intact, as a matter of fact. And if someone took my father away, well, no loss there. Well, I might explain a few things then. Hmm. Such as? Uh, nothing, nothing. Just, uh, mm. just thinking out loud. I'm sure that makes it a trifle easier for you. It really does, you know. It helps. You never talk to yourself? I'm not answering that one. <laughs> well, since you won't answer that one, maybe you'll answer this one. This one's from Certified Nobody. Does it ever bother you to fight against teenagers and literal children? Most of them are quite mature for their age, but still, it must be quite odd. As the saying goes, spare the rod, spoil the child. They will either learn from their mistakes, or the gene pool will be cleansed for future generations. Oof. Dark. Here's one from Venice C. Hey, Starline, I'm looking to get into the evil mook business, and I'm wondering what sort of benefits an evil genius like you can offer. Dental, 401k, Taco Tuesdays, etc. What is there to make me want to work for you beyond your spectacular fashion sense? Kind of you. The benefits would be that you get to serve the two greatest geniuses in the world, and that you won't have to suffer along with everyone else as we crush them under the gears of progress. If you desire anything more, you're simply being Hmm. You wouldn't know anything about greed, would you? No, absolutely not. I'm very pragmatic. Oh. Then why do you want to take over the entire world? To fix it, Kevin. Oh. Why? What's broken about it? Now that would be an entire podcast by itself. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into this question here from Joey. Dr. Starline, would you ever consider changing your ways and joining Sonic? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm quite content in my ways, thank you. Nor do I think I could tolerate joining the cavalcade of foes-turned-rivals or allies. The indignity of the thought makes my stomach turn. Ugh. Join Sonic. <laughs> I'm surprised. You think you could join him, and then, uh, then you would know everything, and you could use his use that knowledge against him. It would just be simpler to nuke him from orbit. I guess that's true. It would be the only way to be sure. Here's a question from that dude that draws. Of all the machines I man has used to try and destroy Sonic in the past, do you have any favorites? While I do prefer function over form, I do delight in the mecha and metal sonics. Turning the object of your frustration into a tool to solve that problem is art in its purest form. The Eggmobile is also an underappreciated invention. It's sturdy, modular, and evasive. It truly is a one-size-fits-all construct. Hmm. Are you sure you prefer function over form, though? Um, mm. You, you, you have a, you have a certain presentation, you know. 
you have a flair for the dramatic yourself. So well, of course, you can't just have everything be stale. There has to be a little flourish, but everything in moderation. Yeah. Except for revenge. That that needs to be full and complete. Mm. Sure. Here's a question from Stardust Blazed. Dear Dr. Starline, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Starline or Starline? What? Why would it be Starline? There's only one A. The E is after the I and separated by a consonant. Honestly, this is one step below that. What kind of duck are you questioning now and again? Well, what kind of duck are you? I am not. Oh, really? Platypus, Cameron. Platypus. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. And, well, well, fine. Here's one from Real Show 19. Out of all of Eggman's schemes or inventions, what do you think has the most potential or polish? The Death Egg. It is the pinnacle of his design. Imposing, visually on brand, and powerful. I just wish I knew what it was supposed to do. Why, why hasn't he ever said anything about what it's supposed to do? I guess this is I just... I asked. A- I did ask, and he simply chuckled and implied that I was too stupid to understand, and I didn't really desire to follow up after that. Well, now you know how it feels. The difference being that I am on his equal. The rest of you are beneath me. Hmm. If you're his equal, then why can't you understand why the death egg exists? I'm sure he was just being coy. Stick to the questions. Fine. We have a question from Kit. What's your opinion on Wispin technology? An inherently flawed derivative of the intergalactic amusement park plan. Utilizing the hypergoons for a projectile weapon is sound in principle, but they only operate with the willing permission of the wisps. Do you ask a bullet if it wants to be fired? No. Do you barter with the fuel in a flamethrower? Of course not. Therefore, wispons are ridiculous. Well, bullets don't have a conscious. They're not. They're they're not alive. Fuel is not alive. But the the uh, wisps they're 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 actually you know alive. They have a conscious and uh, they have their own free will and their own thoughts and their own society and their own language and yeah they're. Bullets don't have any of that. I fail to see your point. A consumable is a consumable. Whether or not it feels bad about being consumed is not really my regard. It's not really my concern. Wow. Here's a question from Madeline Blue Star 7. Dr. Starline, you have a dapper taste in fashion. (laughs) Who are you wearing, and where do you like to do your shopping? My wardrobe comes exclusively from Pollock's Emporium in Empire City. The sense of style speaks to me. So they will be spared once you are uh, instated as Emperor? Oh, absolutely. Don't even jest! Hmm. But what if your co-Emperor wants to destroy Empire City? Then we will have a very long and serious talk. Wow. And then he'll do it anyway, because that's how he is. That is entirely possible, but there are badniks that can be trained to replicate things. They won't be quite the same, but concessions have to be made. Okay, okay. Francisca A. has a question. 
In the Bad Guys series, tell us how it was letting the other villains live in your lair for a short time. Did you know that Mimic tried to kill you in your sleep? Did the Skunk Brothers tr break everything like a compute like like your computer? I want details. I want to know the shenanigans that occurred. Excuse me, but Mimic tried to do what? Never mind. He clearly failed, but um, well, I mean, he, it's kind of his thing. I, what were you expecting? I was expecting my security to be a little more robust. Mm. Well, I guess you didn't account for his ability to change shape? I thought I had. Nevertheless, the others weren't allowed to stay in the lab. If you look closely, you'll see there are simple domed dormitories. I had them constructed for their comfort. This was done for privacy, supposedly for security, and the fact that the number of things that Roth and Tubble damaged was innumerable. I don't want to get into details. I don't want to remember that headache. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll just get into this question from Noah Infinity. Did you fear getting infected by the metal virus at any point? Getting infected would have been pretty horrifying, especially for you with a warp topaz at hand at the time. I'd imagine you wouldn't have wanted to lose that to the virus before you eventually did lose it. I had no fear, but an appreciative caution. I made sure to follow all the safety precautions and keep myself healthy, even as Dr. Eggman's inattentiveness to the escalating threat grew more worrisome, I was always in control. Impressive. You seem to be on a much higher level of uh, self-preservation compared to uh, just about everyone else. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Here's a question from the Duck Dealer. Is this your dealer, Starline? Is this who this is? Is that supposed to be funny? Really? No. Is that the best you can do for humor? Uh, honestly, yeah. How very sad. Honestly, yeah. What is your opinion of Eggman Nega? He is the living embodiment of my greatest fear. From whatever time period he truly comes from, the Eggman name is one of ridicule and derision. That is unacceptable i will not accept that as predestined fate what do you think about his name odd you would think that the surname would endure but then again it was co-opted bravely and brazenly for mockery and given how time changes all things who knows how it's interpreted beyond its negative connotations well, we have a question from 80. Uh, love your coffee mug. As a villain, what does it mean for you to live, laugh, and love? To live is to endure beyond your enemies and relish your victories over them. To laugh is to delight in their torment and to remember to enjoy the fruits of your labor, not just the labor itself. And love is to accept who you are. Embrace it and revel in it, regardless of the body count you leave behind. See, I much prefer this interpretation of live, laugh, love compared to the uh, usual interpretation. You know, this is a, uh, this is much more, it speaks to me a little bit more, you know? Just one of the many reforms I will bring with the total upheaval of society. Oh, good, good. I can't wait to get rid of that one. <laughs> uh, sick of platitudes like that. Let's get a question from Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> 
How would you feel about the egg bosses from Archie? Would you be competing for Eggman's attention? Any rivals? Any rivalries with any of them? Would you work with any of them? I am not inherently opposed to others serving under Dr. Eggman. But even with the lockdown chips, the level of free will they enjoyed was concerning. However, none of them had the cunning or the savvy to threaten my position at his right hand. And any who did make such an ill-advised attempt at seizing power would be summarily dealt with. Ominous. Here's one from Jirachi S. First, I just want to say that I'm a big fan of you. But anyways, my question is, how do you get the motivation to keep moving forward even when a plan goes south? You have excellent taste. And yes, deceit can be disheartening. However, I merely need to look at the state of the world. No one else has the daring or the vision to tear up the status quo, short of Dr. Eggman. So it falls to me to do it, and to do it right. And we got one from Evie. What products do you use to get your hair like that? Your hair looks super neat, and I love your overall style. Mm, thank you. I use Denise's treatment number seven, sold exclusively at her salon in Spagonia. It's important to refresh the product once every three days. You will be tempted to overindulge, but stay strong. It is formulated to precision, and its usage guidelines must be followed to the letter. Unless you have naturally oily hair, in which case you are doomed. <laughs> well, I guess I'm doomed. In more ways than one. Here's one from Lilia Program, Robot Face Gear Blue Heart. I don't understand this name at all. That's what happens when you don't have a proper file naming convention. Uh, true, true. And when you start naming things final, final for real, final two, this one is actually the final, final, version final. Final 3.3.5, final version 5, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. You see, you are familiar, you know. You know the struggle. It is real. Mm-hmm. So, Starline, I really must know, do you own stilettos? No, they're impractical and they're murder on your ankles. Yeah, but they such good presentation, you know? They're, they, they're the style of them. Like, you, you don't appreciate that? I do appreciate the style, but there has to be some degree of functionality. And frankly, it's distracting when you have to be on your feet all day. Yeah. I don't disagree. We are winding down. We have only just a few questions left. So let's get into this one here from Bony Cheese. Have you ever considered, you know, using guns? You know, they make a good point. You, yeah, you probably should just, yeah, just use guns. <laughs> I mean, personally, you're not on board some kind of attack craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that is practical enough, but they lack a certain... Personal touch also triggers are somewhat cumbersome with webbed hands. Mm. But it goes back to the stilettos thing. There's a degree of acceptability. No flair and it's boring. Too much flair and it interrupts your work. There has to be a good balance, I suppose, you know? Precisely. Okay. Now I'm understanding a little bit more. I'm getting into the mind of you, Doctor. I, I, I am starting to just barely scratch the surface. Of, uh, if I had the patience to yours. mold you for another decade or so, you might be passable. Mm. Wow, only a decade? That's impressive. I, I have a strong work ethic. <laughs> I can tell. 
Here's a question from Killen M. In all your years of scientific research and dedication, Doctor, have you ever turned yourself into a pickle? Those records were sealed for a reason. Who sent you? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Szechuan sauce? Who do you think it was who masterminded the being discontinued? Oh, oh, crap. Now we know. Wow. Should have taken credit for that one sooner, to be honest. And finally... Early freshman bits of villainy. I didn't want to draw too much attention to it. I'm not a braggart, after all. No, of course not. But I do believe we have one final question. At long last. And it is related to your uh, most recent uh, experiment. This one is from Tony C. Hey, Starline. Did you personally give Search her clothes? Why did you do so? I thought you were a man of class, but she's punkish. And she's meant to supplant the self-righteous punk. She must look the part to act the part. Clearly you don't understand the nuances of my theming. See, and now you're just you're just going weird again. Like, yeah, why would you give someone who's supposed to be, like, on the level of sonic speed, like, parachute pants? That, that just sounds like you're just asking for trouble. It builds the static charge, Simpleton. Uh, Honestly. Uh, yeah, I have fulfilled my obligation. Fine. I'm returning to more important work. Do try not to look up during the next rainstorm. You might drown. Good day. Thank you for coming, Dr. Starline. Now get out of here. Bring Ian back. All right, so what a miss. How'd it go? Uh, well... That guy's a monster. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's vile. Why did you let him in? <laughs> because people gave us money. Uh, I mean, I okay. You'd release the most evil in the evil thing in the world if it meant if you got paid for it. Is that where we're at now? Well, I mean, nobody really asked where Whisper is right now, or if she's got a bead on the building. Or if Sonic's waiting outside to pick him up once we're done, now that he's all tuckered out from asking questions. Hmm. Good point. Nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. I see what you have done, and I appreciate it. So I'm, gl I'm glad I was able to keep him distracted long enough for uh, to get all that in order. Yes, thank you for weathering his ego and handling all those questions. <laughs> thank you for everybody who submitted questions. Uh, thank you to our patrons over patreon.com backslash bumblecast and Kofi backslash bumblecast for sponsoring this show. And I might as well drop the spoiler here. There's going to be a sequel. People already want the next one, but specifically ask that we wait until after Sonic number 50. So that's going to be interesting. Yes. Uh, yes. Very interesting indeed. Uh, hmm. Hmm. You know, I, I, he, he is kind of a monster, but I also kind of, you know, maybe he wasn't all bad. Maybe he had some, maybe, maybe he had some, maybe he has some good points, you know? Kyle. Maybe, maybe he's onto something. Kyle. What? Are you still being 50% evil? I thought we talked about this. Oh, no. No. The agreement would you dial it down to at least 20? Mm. No, I mean, I just think he, I just think he was onto something, you know? The world does need to be reshaped in his image, you know? 
Okay, I, I need to go drag Kyle off to get vaccinated against evil again. Until then, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. Hmm, maybe murder is okay. Sometimes. No, Kyle. Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah, it is, but it, it's also, you know, kind of pragmatic. It makes sense.